Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most American podcast network. Cops, central organization of police specialists. Fighting crime in a future time. Hey, what's Pac-Man, everybody? Welcome to the Cynical Cartoons Podcast, where today I watched Cops, the animated series, with my friend B. Kelly Gorman. B uses they, them pronouns. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at StopTweetingMia. Thank you for listening to the Cynical Cartoons Podcast for another week. And as always, I'm your host, Mia Marchant. My pronouns are she, her. And I'm here if you need to talk. B, we, this week, are releasing the last episode of Unfortunate Associates. We are. Maybe? What the fuck? Whoa, did a giant motorcycle just yeah, drive by there, your window? there was a, a transformer out my window. <laughs> Optimus. Yeah, so Unfortunate Associates, uh, we did a series of Unfortunate Events podcast together where we watched the books, the movie... We watched the books. Uh, the we just looked at them. on Netflix. Yeah, we watched the books. But yeah, that's wrapping up after a really long time. Like, we've been doing that show for, like three and a half years yeah and, uh, that's so bizarre to me that's crazy well i was just talking to you off mic like about that internship i had right before you and i met and that in some ways feels like very recent so i'm like oh it wasn't that long ago but it also kind of feels right. like a lifetime ago because like i had literally like moved three times and like had different relationships and like there, a lot has changed in some way i had like a bunch of different jobs so like yeah. Well, it turns out that in three and a half years in the middle of your 20s, a lot changes. Yeah, definitely. Especially if you're like trans, probably. That's probably increases yeah, that's true. the changes that you trans do. Trans probably. Life. Oh, I see. Yeah. I was like, are you not sure yet? I mean, like, I don't know. Who knows how much my life is going to change? <laughs> I mean, that was really fun. We were terrible at staying consistent with the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, but at least now it's kind of done. Maybe there's going to be more. Maybe they'll do more show, which would be pretty cool. I would definitely yeah. do that podcast some more. I know that, yeah, like there's been discussion of like maybe like an All the Wrong Questions show or who knows what could happen with that. Um, I don't think that they'd ever soon anyway do like another thing with the main 13 books because like they just did that. And I think people were pretty happy with it. It wasn't like a weird cut short franchise like the movie was. Um, so I don't right. like necessarily, I don't know, but we like live in this weird quick turnaround time where like literally they immediately start making a Spider-Man after they make a Spider-Man. And I'm just like, why? We just had one. So like, who knows? Since it was the last episode, we took the opportunity to, um, say fuck for the first time on our kids we book did. podcast. You left that one in. I will. Yeah. I haven't edited it yet, but I'm sure that I'll yeah. leave it in. That was really good. Did, well, oh my God. Wait, I don't know if you can, how much you can keep this on the air, but we... We're pro- I'm going to talk it- about it on, on Radio Camp Half-Blood soon, okay. but we got like a message from, or like I think it was a review from this supposed 10-year-old. I'm like skeptical that it was actually from a 10-year-old who said like, you, I really like this show, but you like use like foul language and I th- I think that you should like 
try to change your language. It's really too bad because I like the show. It was like something like that. But it is a safe for work podcast. You guys it's don't a safe for, on it. But we don't, though, is the thing. But we had one episode that was a Patreon episode where we did curse. It was like a Ready Player One review that we recorded like a year ago. Right. And we released on the main feed. And it had like an explicit tag on Apple Podcasts. It had like a description in did the episode. Did you cuss a lot or did you just say like hell? I mean, I think point. we cussed like, I don't, I don't know. It was like a year ago. But I think we, I mean, we said like the F word and stuff. Like we cursed probably about as much as like you do on your podcast. Like any kind of show okay. that isn't like safe That's for work. Like, I mean, like probably a good amount. But there was like right. warnings, like multiple. There was an audio warning in the beginning. There was a show notes and it was marked explicit. Like there was multiple things. And we <laughs> think that like either a child or a parent accidentally played it without noticing those things and right. now they're like mad at us for like cursing well, on our kids show it's such a funny distinction like making media for kids but also making like this show where we talk yeah. about fucking in every single episode it's always talking about like, these horny ass cartoons it's true or like like on our safe for what kids podcast i will promote my twitter and you look Which, at that i know and it's, it's like, so oh my weird God. i know i mean like my twitter's like pretty down the road like i'll like curse or something but i won't like be super blue i guess is oh i go for it, it. yeah I no i go for <laughs> it and yeah and then i i like how you have like that alternate twitter but then you like posted something on your main and then someone who followed you was just like i like how the distinction between your two twitters <laughs> like there's it's just like not even it doesn't make sense like oh yeah this is like the raunchy one like they're both <laughs> They're the same. I don't. Right. One of them is only raunchy stuff. The other one is raunchy stuff plus serious stuff plus yeah. cute selfies. Right. So it's just sort of a mix. But I thought that was funny. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's something that I would want to do again. Like I like being able to play around in a space of like I can say or do whatever I want on the show. And it's yeah. just up to my moral authority as to whether something makes it into the show and whether it deserves to be there. Which Yeah. I know what you're saying. It's great. Yeah. It's kind of a complicated thing because I at most of the time – I don't really care that much because a lot of our content, too, is, like, just analysis. So, like, you don't need to, like, get super, like, off-color necessarily to talk about that. I think because of this, this show, it's more, like, necessary because it's, like, I don't know. You're not, like, deeply analyzing, like, this bad 80s cartoon. You're just like, wow, this is weird and horny or whatever because, like, a lot of times that's just the only takeaway. Was the cops cartoon horny? Because I didn't, re like, really see it. No, it wasn't really, horniness. actually. Okay. It's just a I'm common sure theme on this it had podcast. the potential to get there. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sure there's other episodes. Like, I mean, there's some like weird stuff that I'm sure anybody could take out of context, but that's sort of just like the rule of the internet that like whatever floats your boat, it's, you know, I'm sure everyone's like, yeah, wow, I really love this like weird like scenario where this adult pretends to be a baby. Like, I'm sure I know. there's somebody so out there strange. who's into that, but. <laughs> Did you so did you just watch the one episode of this show that I assigned yeah, to you or just did you watch the, a couple? Yeah, just the baby episode. Okay, I was okay, gonna watch great. other episodes and I was like, I think I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what happened. I get was, the gist. <laughs> was that we were we watched Cops, the animated series. Not the the show like Bad right, Boys, but not right. that one. It's a which cartoon is confusing. about They probably should have named it more clearly. Right. It's a cartoon about futuristic cyber cops. Yeah, the the episode that I like saw that popped out to me was the case of the baby bad guy, and that one I was like, okay, so it's like a bad guy who's a little person. He dresses up like a baby as his cover, and then he goes and stays in an orphanage after robbing a bank. And I was like, that sounds fun, I guess, and ridiculous. But I didn't realize that that just meant like an entire episode of jokes about little of people. jokes about little people. It was like not great. It was um, pretty not. I just great. had a lot of weird <laughs> questions about it, like. Why is his name Small Guy? I guess that's just his nickname. Or but that's like, his I, birth name. Whoever like wrote that, I think they felt very clever because so the main criminal guy is named Small Guy. Right. And then his cronies, I guess, are named Sawed Off and Snubnose, which I, haha, get it? They're short versions of weapons. Like Great. I, <laughs> They thought that was so hilarious. I'm like questioning now, like, why are his two sidekicks both... Little people, like, what are the right. odds of that happening? Like, oh, do you do you think that he like shrunk them down with a machine of some sort? I don't. Yeah, like, is he like a weird Batman villain who just like everyone needs to be on theme? Yeah, when, right. do you know what I mean? 
Right. And it's, it just it's, seems like such a weird choice. It's just such a strange situation that he's like, hey, I'm a bad guy. See? And I robbed He this literally bank. talks and, just like that, oh, too. Oh, I know. Which All you're not of them even, do. Like, exaggerate. Every single bad guy in this entire show is like, hey, I'm a gangster. See? Ah, gah. Yeah. Well, he talks like that. And then, like, one, I think they were kind of doing a takeoff of the sh- Three Stooges a little bit with his other two sidekicks. Because one had, like, a kind of whiny voice like that, right. which is kind of like... um. What is that? Curly from the Three Stooges. So I think that that's kind of the direction they were going in. And the um, other one is then, like, oh, I'm a guy. Yeah, the other one, like, yeah, that, that, like the deep voice. Right. Well, it was just such a strange thing to the episode where they're like, okay, so our cover is we're going to go be babies. And you're like, wow, this is like the, the, the reason that I had to go and watch three or four episodes after this to talk about is because I don't want to stoop to the show's level. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know how to talk about this episode without talking about how ridiculous it is that it's like a little person dressed up like a baby because that's just like so offensive and awful. And clearly the person that wrote this episode had a lot of fun with that idea. I feel like it's very similar to the joke from Who Framed Roger Rabbit where it's like the baby, but it's angry and has a cigar. Like, okay, we've seen this before. Right. And there's a Batman villain that does that. She's like a doll that like goes around and she's like a baby doll or she's like a baby forever or something. I don't remember what it was. So wait, is she a baby or a doll? <laughs> she's or a ba- baby doll. No, she, she's a baby forever. Like she was like on a TV show where she played a baby and then everybody got creeped out because she was a baby for 10 years. And she was like, uh, well, I'm just a baby. So I'm going to go out and rob banks. See? What is this the origin story of a lot of bank robbers? It's I like, don't... I'm a baby and now I steal <laughs> jewels. <laughs> That's also, like, another hilarious thing that's in cartoons, right? Where, like, for some inexplicable reason, there's so many safes filled with... Yes. Jewels? Just jewels like, or, like... Like, you're a, a crown prince or something. Like, right. who has bags of jewels? Exactly. Sacks of money with dollar signs on them. I watched, I think, five episodes of this show. And every oh, single no, episode so that sorry. I watched... Uh, the other ones were much better than this one. I would not have kept watching if the other ones were like, uh, oh, here's okay. a bank robber that uh, does blackface. I would have been like, oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> Let's not talk about this show. Every single episode has a bank robbery in it and like a crazy gimmicky guy who's like, my name is Big Brain. I think that's like another weird thing about like kids shows that like do law enforcement is like. They want to, like, create this nebulous idea of bad guys, but they also can't talk about most crimes that are, like, really offensive because that's not appropriate for children. So, like, bank robberies, they're kind of, like, weirdly morally neutral because they're not, like, I don't know, they're not, like, assaulting people. Like, there's usually not murder. It's just, like, I'm stealing bags of money. I don't know. Right. And and that's the thing is that I don't want to see the cops from the cops animated series take down a sexual deviant or exactly. something like that. Exactly. You don't that. want, like, cops like, SVU or something. Right. That would be odd. Like long arm, like gets there just in the nick of time to like stop a really horrible thing from happening. And you're like, wow, I'm glad he got there in time. But like, Jesus. Yeah, that's like another weird thing is like, I got the sense that they had this like ensemble cast that I was supposed to care about of like yeah, other special cops that do things. They for sure but do. This, the one episode I watched like didn't give that impression at all. It was just sort of like, oh yeah, here are these other guys. But long arm, he's trying to like prove himself because he just like didn't grab the robber on time like that was the right. only thing that he was a- unable to do i guess i think the implication there was like oh long arm's such a loser because he couldn't catch this little guy yeah like, that, like that's, that's another thing too thing. the weird like i get would you call that ableism i don't know i don't know quite it's something it's something offensive <laughs> it's not a good look i mean it's strange it's, not a good look. it's strange that like this happened in the in the late 80s early 90s i don't know exactly when this episode aired but like you know, 15 years later, you get Little Man, the Marlon Wayans film, you know, and it's like, wow, this is just the same, the same movie. That's like, there's certain types of weird prejudice that it seems to like be perpetually okay on TV. And I feel right. like for a while that definitely was like, like trans kind of stuff, like any kind of like, quote unquote, man dress or like cross dressing type of thing was like seen as like appropriate, Oof. like any kind of thing making fun of little people or disabled people in general were like usually... Like fair game. It's weird. Like even like pretty progressive like shows that don't tend to be offensive in other ways. Like I feel like especially disabled people are like the last to like be understood or like treated like people. Like isn't it funny? No, it's not really that funny. I don't know. Well, I mean, you you make a good point. Like they absolutely could have done an episode where they were like, 
uh, here's this weird cross-dresser guy. He's a hermaphrodite, question mark. And, like, he yeah. joins a fashion show. And you're like, oh, wow, okay. That's definitely, like, another weird thing that's in even cartoons seems to be okay. Like, as long as right. it's, like, get it? He's, like, really... Like he has a beard, but he's wearing a dress. Yeah, and that's like it's it's a but, similar kind of joke to like the little person dressed as a baby, where it's like right. It's, it's this weird like distrustworthy thing. But but even that because like in this episode they are debased to such a point that it's like okay, the woman that runs this orphanage is going to give them a bath and change their diapers, and it's like it's bad. That's a man. That's an adult human being. This is so and then bad. he's like playing along with it because he's like it's the weird scheme of it all, right. and it's. So there's it, something deviant so about much him. weird crap happens yeah. in just this 20 minute chunk of bizarre television because mm-hmm. like all that is happening. And then like the side, like the side plot of long arm, I guess, about how like apparently there's like a person on the news who does the crime beat who just like That's follows right, cops and makes something. fun of them, which I don't really know. I don't I couldn't think of like a real world equivalent of that sort of because there's like newscasters who talk about crime, but they don't like follow cops around in real time and like record what one liner they're saying to the criminal while they're arrested. Like that's the weird thing is the closest approximation I can think of is the adult show cops where they follow cops around. And that was later. And apparently I just like looked this up because I was wondering if they kept the name cops but yeah when the tv show cops like the you know the i guess would you call that like reality a reality tv show or whatever reality yeah TV show? right when that came out um they changed their name to cyber cops because they didn't want it to be confused <laughs> i mean that's the thing is that i thought that this show was like gonna be an animated adaption of cops the tv show and they were gonna like take like real life cops and make them cartoons and i was like oh yeah just like a lot of like a lot of Floridian guys, like, it's, screaming, <laughs> mainly. Right. It's it's important to talk about Whitney Morgan, the character that you were talking about, the reporter character. Yeah. In the episodes that I watched of this show, it seems that her purpose is to, one, follow around the cops and keep them accountable, which is bad, the show proposes. It's like, oh, she's always watching the cops and making sure yeah. they don't fuck up, so she's bad. Or, like, if they embarrass themselves, she's like, right. aha. She's always there the to catch them. Which is, like, another weird thing, too, is, like, why is she rejoicing that the cop didn't get the... The criminal. Ba- yeah. The, yeah, like, the well, bank robber, just because she likes to, like, make fun of the cops, which right. is, like, listen, I'm not beyond making fun of cops, but I, it is sort of bizarre that she seems to, like, not be rooting for this like bank robber i don't know i guess it's fine i guess the banks are insured i don't know right and the other strange element of whitney morgan's character is that she is a foil to the cops like they don't want her to be around they're annoyed by her but also they all want to fuck her like every single cop i got that just a little bit yeah even in the episode i watched there was sort of like this weird tension between them I hate her, but I also want to fuck the shit out of yeah. her. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, I'm so mad. And he punches the wall, you know? Yeah. I think, like, part of it, too, is, like, this weird, like, I don't know, like, toxic idea of, like, the flirtation is the same thing as hating each other. So, like, she makes fun of them, and then they're, like, mad that she's around. And it's, like, what is happening here? There's, like, there's definitely some baggage that I don't know how to unpack because this is just, like, a weird 20-minute sh- snapshot of, like, what your relationship is. So, yeah, I have, like, no idea about the other characters because I didn't, like, watch other episodes. So I just know about Longarm, who... And even just from that episode, I'm like, wait, why do all the cops dress differently? Like, they don't even have a uniform. It's the future. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. Like, they just pick what they want to do. Right. Yeah, it's strange. They all have, like, a gimmick. They're, like, superhero cops. One of them is, like, a cowboy. One of them has, like, a robot dog. One of them is the girl. One of them is girl. You know, like, that character trait in the 80s of girl? Mm Mm-hmm. Where you're just like the same as a regular cop, but you have a bow or something. (laughs) (laughs) I bet that she like flirts with the cops all the time. I mean, yeah, that's kind of the only purpose of female characters in these kinds of weird dispensable cartoons. (laughs) Yeah. One thing that I can say about the show is that at least it wasn't like all white people. Like, I don't know, like the chief is black and that's a stereotype. But then Whitney Morgan is not white and... Maybe that's it, just those two characters. Maybe but that's uh, yeah, something maybe for the Maybe not 80s. the best, but it's it's something. There's just a lot going on. I, I feel like because it was such a short like episode, which makes sense, that's like kind of the style of this car- car- kind of cartoon. It's like Saturday morning, like just 20-minute blocks. But I just didn't really get a, a sense of like 
this team, I guess. It was just like this one cop mainly who was they focused on for that episode. So I was like, okay, what's the deal with the other people? Like, why aren't they right. helping him? They is it it's it was always just him who was like, go and then you need to redeem yourself by catching this little guy and his like right. sidekicks who inexplicably are also little people that they never really explain. Like I wanna know that backstory. Did they both like did they all meet because of that? Was there like a reason? Did they go to a camp or a convention? The other two guys are just like not into the whole crime aspect of it. They're just around from like the support group and small guy talked them into it. Right. They're like, I don't know. We don't really have a lot of other support because <laughs> I guess people are mean to small, to like little people, which is true. They kept making like incredibly bad puns. I can't even think of yeah. all of them, but they were just That's like. That's the thing. All of our main characters are fucking dicks to like these little people. They're such they're so, assholes. And it's like they're just criminals. Like that's the, you should be bad that they're criminals. Yeah, I guess they're, they're criminals small. so you get to dehumanize them. But it's like, oh, okay, so they would be the same if they were talking to a black person or a trans woman. They would be Who happen this to be a level of shitty. It, no, exactly. Yeah, because they, no, every word out of their mouth to the character, I guess his name is Small Guy, right? I, yeah. don't, I don't think we ever know his any other name for him. No, that that's his birth name, I think. Anytime they like direct it to him it's always like some horrible pun and it doesn't even usually make sense it just doesn't even quite even fit in the scenario they're talking about they're just trying to talk about their height and it's like you know you've come up short like what you that's not necessary here's one that i had written down actually in my notes it's it's the chief and he's like there's an old saying sometimes good things come in small packages well sometimes bad things come in small packages too and you're like, all right, guy. Yeah, that sounds made up. That sounds like a joke you would make about how bad the show was. But they wrote that down and we're like, this is dialogue now. Yep. <laughs> Somebody's going to record this. We're going to animate it poorly. Yeah. Yeah, they did animate it pretty poorly, huh? Yeah. I mean, it's strange, though, that like all of his gimmicks as a crime man are like baby based. Like, that's the thing. All yeah. the villains in the show, if they're a brain guy, they're all brain based. If they're a small guy... They like dress up like a baby and then they use explosives well, that look he, like a baby like, bottle. Work with another criminal who seems to be like the main villain. Big boss. His name is Big Boss. Yeah. Which that's is right. like, I guess. And he's they, big. They like ran out of ideas and they're like, okay, so this guy's big. What if we did small? Like, that's kind of like <laughs> they were spitballing one day right. in the writer's room. They're like, ah, oh, you know, we could do the opposite and pick a small guy. What, and what would we call him? Maybe small guy? I don't <laughs> right. know. And they put that as a placeholder and then they just kept it in the script because they couldn't think of anything better. Well, well, one of the episodes that I watched was actually the Villain Con episode where like all of the villains have a convention oh, in the city that they're in. <laughs> um, and that was kind of incredible. Like the episode starts off with all the cops being like, crime is down all around the world. I wonder why. It seems like they're all convening in one place. And then like the villains are robbing every bank in town at one time and the cops are doing nothing about it. That sounds about right. But like all the villains in the show are like, I'm a guy with an exposed brain or like, I'm a guy who uh, rides on a skateboard and acts radical. And it's like, wow, this show. Oh, that's a good one. It's that's, a lot. That's a good... I made that one up. I've seen that a lot as a protagonist. I don't think I've, I remember any antagonists that had like a radical kind of personality. Uh-huh. Well, David Spade in a uh, police Academy for, Citizens on Patrol was sort of a... Oh, of course. Sort of a... <laughs> the the classic that everybody knows. Uh-huh. I don't know why I know that. I don't even think I've seen the first police. No, academy. neither have I. I've only seen four. That's even weirder, Mia. <laughs> I know. So, I don't know. There's a strange element to this episode where Whitney Morgan, the reporter is like trying to track down this crime story, right? She's like, I'm a crime reporter. But then she goes to... But then she doesn't like... Doing crime, apparently, or doing not not doing crime. It doesn't like doing the crime beat. Sorry, I have right. to be clear. Well, it's it's not even that that I took umbrage with. It's that small guy goes and stays at Mrs. Lopside's orphanage, right? Lopside, which I what is what are they going for there with the name? I don't know. Was, I don't. Is know. Is that like a reference to her boobs? I thought maybe it was because like they really emphasize her boobs, and I was like, uh. mm, is this like a weird horny thing? Is this like a weird like um? Like Don Bluth kind of thing where you're like making a character like very weird and voluptuous and you're like zooming in way too much on her cleavage. I'm like, this is for children. What are you doing? Right. Well, I mean, there was definitely like some weird like fetish play going on because there's an yeah. element to it where they're like, these adult men are going to be 
bathed like babies and changed like babies. And it's like, gross. Yeah, and then Get at first they're here. like arguing about it, but then he's like, you're going to act like babies so that way we d- don't, you don't like whatever, blow up right. our spot basically. Well, so they it, have to like play the role. It's just weird. And then they like hide jewels inside of a stuffed right. animal, which then that's confusing because like apparently it's like an animatronic stuffed animal. So then like the reporter's like, Oh, yeah, I remember this from when I was a kid, which, like, doesn't quite make sense, because, like, how young are you if you... Anyway, it doesn't quite track, but she, like, presses the button, and it, like, just spews diamonds out of its mouth, like this elephant. So that's what I was getting at with Whitney Morgan, is, like, okay, so this woman that runs this orphanage, Mrs. Lopsided, is very oblivious, she doesn't realize... But Whitney Morgan is like, I'm sick of the crime beat, I want to do a human interest story... About specifically the place where the baby men were One of those convenient plot things where it's like there's only three settings in the whole city. (laughs) Like one of like everything suddenly becomes very small and you're like, what? I was like, is she doing this on purpose? Like, does she know? And she's going to be like, I know what you guys are doing. The jig is up. No. They could have written that in and it would have made more sense than her just arbitrarily in a coincidence just picking that. I don't know. Like, But a competent woman in an 80s cartoon? Come on, B. That's also another weird thing that like happens in like media in general where there's like a preponderance of orphanages where it's like I'm pretty sure in the 80s that wasn't really much of a thing to have like a big building that says orphanage on it like that's not really right <laughs> how childcare was had- like I think the foster system was in place like there wasn't just like a giant building and it just said that it didn't even say Mrs. Lopsided's orphanage it just said orphanage that's like all they could fit on the sign I guess I don't know <laughs> well it seems as though they're the only kids in the orphanage like it doesn't there's yeah, no other like, like there's no other kid. children did they just right. not feel like animating other children because that's kind of what I felt like going, <laughs> yeah that's fine there's three of them. That's why she was so hyped because she's like, there's more babies. I guess every, the implication is every other baby is taken. Right. I guess. Well, and, and her mental state disturbed me because like she'll be across the room from them like making up a bottle and the, the cr- criminals would be like, hey, shut the fuck up, small guy. You and don't like, know she what can't you're hear talking. anything. Like, yeah. Yeah. They're just screaming in adult men's voices. I know. I like how small guy like just like grabs the other guy by like the scruff of his neck or whatever. And he's like, listen here, we're, you're not going to ruin our scheme. And it's like, you're right. screaming. She's right there. Like it, they didn't even try to like have them whisper. Can they not do the accent when they're whispering? Is that why they have to be screaming right. all the time? There's a lot of questions about the whole Mrs. Lopsided thing. And then even after, sorry, what's the reporter's name again? Um, Whitney Morgan. Whitney. After Whitney is like, they're not babies. They're criminals. Mrs. Lopsided doesn't believe her for some reason. Like she's even when she they're seems tied quite up. unhinged. Honestly, where she's like, no, they're just bad babies. They need to just be taken care of. And I'm like, this up. is like verging into like weird psychological thriller territory where this like woman doesn't even really run an orphanage she just has like an empty room with a bunch of toys and no children and she's finally excited the children are here like i don't know it's like it's you kind of have to wonder what criminal things she's done in her own past you know yeah i don't know well that's like a confused i did want to mention i don't know if you noticed this when you watch the episode but I feel like they must have, like, written a script where they had two ideas about something and then just kept both and forgot that it didn't make sense. Because the whole thing is they can't figure out where the, like, small guy and his gang are hiding. Right. But, I mean, it seems pretty obvious because they did kidnap someone and they know that she's kidnapped. So, like, how would they not know that Mrs. Lopside is kidnapped? Ergo, that's where they are. Like, I that doesn't quite make sense. But Do the police know that... Well, Mrs. yeah, because there's a moment where they said, well, they say that um, Whitney is. So, like, if they mm. know that, then wouldn't they also know? Like, I don't know. How did that they find that out? There. That Was yeah, was that right. cut out? Anyway, that's like another weird explanation that maybe it was there before and they cut it out. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. But then there's like, they go to the, um, <clears throat> they go to like one of the banks that they robbed. Right. And they leave... A clue, which is like another weird sign that they're devolving into some sort of like yeah unhinged mental state because they're like fighting over a rattle, but they're adults right. and there's jewels everywhere. So like I don't know why they care. I guess like the joke is that they care, but like if you take three seconds to like analyze why that would be the case, you're like they're getting like weird Stockholm syndrome or something. I don't exactly know what's happening, but right. Like, and why regressing. are they dressed up like babies and using baby gimmicks to? They're Rob still dressed anyway. up as babies, I guess, because they like don't want to have to do quick changes when they get back. They're, again, many questions left unanswered. But they leave a rattle behind that's like marked with the name of the orphanage, and then Longarm, I think the guy who's like he's like the main cop at all this, finds it and goes, "Mrs. Lopsided's orphanage," and then it's like, "Okay, yes, we figured it out. That's how you would know that it's from there because it's freaking marked with the name." Right. And then there's like a beat. Of like, okay, we all figured it out. Let's cut to the orphanage now. And instead, it cuts back to him explaining to the cops. And he's just like, oh, I recognize one of these. Right. We do a fundraiser every year at the orphanage. And that's how I know it's hers. It's like, the reason you know it's hers is because her name is on it. Like, why? Why is this a scene? I don't understand. I felt like I was going crazy. I was like, this is, you just said the reason you know about it. And then he came up with another second reason that didn't make sense. And I was like, did they put this in the script and get confused? Like, right. Because the show is cop propaganda for babies. Like the show is supposed to be for really young audiences. I think. It totally is. Yeah. I don't think they expected anybody to watch it for sure. So they're just like, I don't know, who cares? Like they don't, you just can tell they just slapped this together. Like, I don't know, cops are cool. Look, this one's a cowboy. This right. one has an extendable arm. He's like Inspector Gadget, but not as cool. Like he's just a halfway <laughs> Inspector Gadget. Which is weird because Inspector Gadget himself is not cool. No, he's not. It's kind of the whole point of him. So he's like. Inspector Gadget, but not funny. Yeah. No, he's like, he doesn't even have a personality. Exactly. He's just like this very dull cop guy who, I don't know, his outfit. I have questions. Why does he have spats? Like, what is that? What is the aesthetic they're going for with, I don't know. with long arm? Don't ask me questions about the aesthetics of the cops animated series, B. That's not it's fair. Because I was like, okay, I had to Google this. I'm like, are those spats? Yes, that's what those look like. Right. That's like some 1800s shit. Like, that's... <laughs> why there's so much going on and then it's like just him which is somehow weirder that it's just him wearing that and everyone else is like wearing their own special costume what does that have to do with his extendable arm like that's not even a theme that's just like an interesting sartorial choice i don't know yeah i mean the the extendable arm thing and all of their gimmicks are so weird because these cops are so like militarized and overfunded they have attack helicopters they have robot attack dogs they have fucking attack motorcycles the militarization of this urban police force is very yeah. scary and it's all painted as a good thing they're stealing j just money too like the bank right, robbers exactly. they're not even violent they yeah. i guess they threaten people like they, they take out a gun at one point so but for the most part 
they're not violent, but they're like, ah, yes, this is worth all of our like intense police tech. Like, really? You need that? You need an extendable arm to like catch one guy? Right. So so here's something that's interesting is that I was watching another episode where they were talking about like there was like a criminal that was out there stealing all of the, the supercars that the police own, right? Of course. So like the chief, when somebody steals a turbo cycle from the police force, is talking to one of the cops and he's like, oh, you know that that's worth 6,552 years of your salary? And I'm like... Oh my God. Oh, year. I thought you were going to say dollars and then you said years. And no, 6,552 years of your salary. So let's look up how much a cop got paid in 1990. Okay, they probably got paid more too because they're cyber cops, but Oh, that's that's true. That's true. Okay, so let's assume that it's 2020 money then. Okay, police officer annual salary. So so the the turbo cycle costs 6,552 years of their salary and the supercar costs 10,841 years of their salary. And if a cop, let's say 2020 statistics makes $48,958 <laughs> a year, crunching the numbers <laughs> times 10,841 years then that supercar cost $530,753,678. That's a half a billion dollar supercar. Yeah. For what reason? Why do they need like a speed racer car with a giant saw and lasers? And I don't know. They're it? just, it seems like there's not much crime going on except for like these very silly crimes that yeah, don't really matter right. that much. They're like, this is fun. Let's just get, I don't know, like a supercar. We don't. We need something to do with our budget because we just like, I don't know, the, the mayor keeps just giving us more money and we don't right. really have much to do. So I don't know. Here's like a mech suit. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, there's literally an episode where they make a, a whole robot police force. They like try and oh, do I'm a sure. RoboCop thing. And all the police are going out there giving everybody like five years in prison for jaywalking, life in prison for littering because their hat fell off on the ground, and then, like, not arresting the criminals because the the robots are corrupt. It was very silly. I mean, I guess there's a reason they called them cyber cops when they changed the show because it's just, like, they're... Solving crime in a future time. Oh, yeah, right. I guess because it takes place in the future. Yeah. So you kind of adjust for technology, but, like, if that's how much the cyber bike costs or whatever... It's not normal technology that everyone has. <laughs> right. It's not like an iPhone or something. Do you know what I mean? Like their equivalent of something that like, okay, yes, it's this is amazing technology, but it's like right. ubiquitous now. Right. There's a lot of questions. It definitely was just cop propaganda. Like you could just yeah, tell. For sure. They just threw it together. They don't even think about it. Yeah. Also, it was strange in this episode how Small Guy and his whole crew took hostages. They took Whitney Morgan and Mrs. Lopsided. But then when the cops show up, they just immediately run out the back door. Like, they have no plan. No, they don't. They have guns, but they're all squirt guns. And everybody knows that because they took, like, they obviously interviewed the guy that got robbed. Is that part of the gimmick that they have squirt guns? Like, ah, I get it because I'm a child. Or is it like right. just they don't want to buy a gun? The infantilization of these adult men is just so creepy. There's a lot going really on. Bizarre. Is there also, like, some sort of weird thing where you can't get a gun if you're not a cop? Where it's like all the cops have like well, giant no, laser guns. Because all of the criminals also have giant laser guns. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like the, the criminals all have crazy future weapons too. Okay. I wasn't sure if there was like a limit on real weapons. I'm like, is there like a justifiable reason why he just has a squirt right. gun? Is that just like a fun gag they did? I mean, fun is stretching it. It was a thing that they did <laughs> on the show. And I was like, mm, that's the thing. Right. That was a choice. So one of the other episodes that I watched, the second one that I watched, was The Case of the Crime Circus. And in that episode, the villain is Big Brain, and he's like a man with an exposed brain inside a glass case. He has a robot circus that he's running, and he robs banks dressed as a clown in a clown car. Of course. So the Joker. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's more circus-themed and less yeah. clown, I guess. Right, but it's kind of like, they, they definitely operate on Batman villain logic where it's like, you can't be a criminal unless you have a theme. Right. Like, Listen, buddy, I already got the clown thing. You right. gotta, like, pick another gimmick. That episode was really strange because there was actually a kid in that episode, like, that was sneaking into the circus. And the whole thing was, like, everybody in that episode is constantly misgendering her. What? Yeah, like the cops themselves are like, hey, that little boy over there. And she's like, I'm not a boy. I'm a girl. My name is Sam, short for Samantha. And then she like runs off. Oh, my God. And like the villain, like the whole villainous thing that the villain does is constantly misgender her even when he knows that she's a girl. He's like, that little boy. And somebody's like, that's a girl. And he's like, no, she's got short hair. 
what? This is like my worst nightmare. And like the the whole payoff for that character at the very end is that like she does good and she is gendered correctly by one of the cops that doesn't know her is like, what a good little girl. And she's like, finally, somebody gets it. Wow. And that's your origin story, Mia. <laughs> finally, a robot cop was like, I understand your gender. And <laughs> well, that's not- how you decided you loved cops. <laughs> I know because the end of the episode is like is like she goes from like stealing somebody's wallet at the beginning to at the end like all the cops are like man that little girl would make a great cop someday and it's like that's not a happy ending that's mortifying. Well it definitely is like supposed to get children to be like and maybe I can make a good cop one day because Mm -hmm. I'll be like cool and interesting like this character. It's not great. It's it's weird. Like a lot of shows that are cop propaganda, like they try to be a little bit subtle or whatever. It just happens to be about cops, but they're not like, you could be one one day. But because this is for children, they're not even trying to like obfuscate their motivations at all. Right. It's like, yeah, no, cops are so cool. You can have this laser gun. You could have this car that costs millions of dollars. Right. And the, and the whole thing in that episode was like they spend the entire episode. They're supposed to be at the circus finding Big Brain, the bad guy, and stopping him from robbing another bank. But instead, one of them is tracking down Big Brain and the other one is like, I got to find this little kid and help him out. Like, I got to teach this little kid, give him a talking to about stealing wallets. And it's like, well, shut the fuck up and do your job, dick. Yeah, maybe not like the best priority ever to just go after like a petty crime a child did. Like... And and you say a lot of the time is as an insult to somebody who's acting particularly copish. You're like, what a fucking cop! This guy's literally a cop, and he acts like no, a cop. Like he acts like a cop, like a narc. Like you're just he like, sucks shit. Yeah, just let it go, dude. It's a child. Even in just the short period of time that I watched the show, I got the distinct sense that I hated every one of the cop characters. They were just so unlikable. They oh, didn't yeah. even try to make them likable. They're just like yeah, they're so like fun. goody two shoes, like kind of. I don't know. They had, like, no personality, like, that just weird, like, announcer voice, like, dead inside kind of energy I got from all of them. Or I guess, like, the captain or whatever has, like, a slightly gruffer voice, but other than that, they're, like, basically the same. I don't know if you got, like, more of a sense of their personalities by watching more you do. episodes. But yeah, if you watch more, a little this bit. one was mostly about Longarm. Yeah, and his personality, I guess, is being a little shit. Is from what <laughs> from that episode? It's like it's just that he's a dweeb. It's that he's a bad cop. Listen, it's not that I want to have the show deal with police corruption and like right racial prejudice and things like that. But these are definitely not good cops. Like all that we see of them is like shitting on these people for being different. I'm very afraid for what that means. Like if that's the sanitized version of a cop in 1990. <laughs> You know, right. No, I mean, the actual version, I'm sure was like, definitely not great. I'm sure you could find like real world examples of them being pretty horrible, like in the news. Um, really? Name one. Yeah. Find no. one violent. I'm just saying, like, I feel like we're, we're probably like forgetting like a pretty like notorious example from around that. Like, I'm sure. Right. Because it's just it's it's an endless onslaught of misappropriation and bad behavior and that's like even before the kind of stuff like body cameras where people were like minorly accountable for things right i also didn't see any of these when i was watching the episodes but i checked out the wiki and there's like a bunch of uh really bizarre sounding psas that they would tack onto the ends okay for example don't go into dark alleyways don't steal traffic signs and don't flash your cash (laughs) which is about how not to show villains your cash because you'll get mugged (laughs) One of the other episodes that I watched was the case of the crime convention where all of the criminals in the world were convening on the city. And the whole gimmick there was like they got two of the cops with like cement around their feet and they put them in the crime museum so that all the criminals could come look at them. But then the cops like escaped because nobody was there watching them, even though all the criminals in the world are convening on this one place. They're like, like, this is fine. I guess they all wanted to go and like check out the like the vendor tables. I don't know. Yeah, that was the whole thing was they were all in the main hall seeing the 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 crimeys being given out. Like it was like a golden <laughs> oh blackjack award that looks like a giant butt plug being given to the best criminal. <laughs> Every sculpture in a cartoon is just sort of a butt plug shape. They're like, mm-hmm. I don't know, what does a sculpture look like? And that episode was really strange because like the entire city was coded in literal advertisements for the crime convention but the police were like we can't find it where is it 
It wasn't even in code or anything. It's just like a big sign that says criminals here. Right. Literally, there's giant billboards that are like, vote for Muck Boom Boom to be the criminal of the year. And the cops are like, where could they be? Does it have the location? Because that would be a a step too far. (laughs) I couldn't tell. But I feel like I feel like it was like, go vote here, you know? Yeah, like 321 Main Street, the giant warehouse filled with criminals. You can't miss it. And then there was a situation where the cops with cement blocks around their feet, like, hop together into the main hall to fight the bad guys. But it's like they don't have guns or weapons, and all of the bad guys presumably would. So they just wave would. their arms around. You know, they'd be immediately obliterated in any other Well, they were literally stomping on people. They were just, like, jumping on people, and everybody's like, oh, I got a concussion. And you're like, wow. Okay, Again, guy. that's like definitely the uh, if you're going to do cop propaganda, you have to have, make the cops like completely unbeatable for the most part. Right. And you have to make the criminals just like dumbasses, just completely. Oh, there's not an episode of this show where they accidentally shoot an unarmed person who wasn't actually committing a crime. Like the cops in the show are pretty flawless. When you suggested the show, I was like, all right, we'll see where this goes. Yeah. I mean, and the fact that the first episode that we watched was so ridiculous and offensive that I had to go out and find more to talk about. Like, I feel like there's a lot of that in this show. No, you messaged me. You're like, I have no idea even how to broach this subject. The show's already shitty and it's already in the hindsight. Nobody's talking about cops except for us. This is our fault if the show is talked about at all this week. That's true. Yeah, we're like actually reminding people that it exists. I just, I still can't get over that it's marked as children's content still on YouTube. I guess because it's a cartoon technically, but there's just like, I can't imagine like a child now finding right. on YouTube this old bad show that people yeah. probably didn't even watch when they were children then. Every episode is on there. Like there's a playlist of every episode. Oh, I'm sure. That's what it seemed like when I went on YouTube. And it's just like, of all the plethora of youtube content that children watch just like the endless peppa pig episodes and like other more modern they have doc mcstuffins they don't give a shit about cops they don't want to watch that are you kidding me like it's a bad cartoon just even if i watched it the second it came out and i was a literal baby i'd be like this is bad (laughs) i mean it's strange because some of the talent involved in the show kevin altairi directed 48 episodes of cops and 22 episodes of Batman the Animated Series and worked on like four seasons of that show. And it's like, oh, that's like the best I just animated. I see a similar DNA there. But yeah, it's exactly. Like, like the visual style is sort of similar, except that show is well animated. I just don't care as much, I think. Right. Because it's not like a property that anybody has any investment in. They even like changed the name of it halfway through. And it was only on for like less than a year. <laughs> and they still have to change it because they're like, oh, right. Oh, uh, yeah, there's a show about actual cops so we have right. to like call it cyber cops it's like does anybody remember the show probably not well and you have to wonder like who was funding this you know was it like government stipends to like make this show or was it funded it by, feels like, that way it force? feels very like a, a slapdash show that they would put together and then like play in a, a dare thing right exactly or oh do you think there was an episode about drugs that's what was we should have watched. About drugs? Oh, Maybe yeah. like where they're like tracking down like teens doing drugs. Yeah, this definitely. I mean, I could just get the sense that this was made during the late '80s because it just has like very much like that that like war on drugs, like right. only you can prevent crime. Kind of, it's that kind of same weird thing that happens to children sometimes where they like get preached at, but they get like a cartoon character that comes with it to sort of soften the blow. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Have you ever seen that that commercial? It kind of reminded me of that where it's um there's like this ad for the army, I think, or it might be Navy SEALs or something. I forget. It's it's some sort of military advertisement and it like starts off looking like a video game and then they like say something like it's not a video game like yeah, oh, it's real if life. you like playing Call of Duty, you'll yeah. like deploying for your country and like that's kind of the energy that this show had where it's like do you like cool robots do you too want to work for the state it just is like it's they're not even trying to like hide that at all yeah it's not worth your time don't watch this shit um yeah yeah i mean i'm kind of glad that you showed to me just because it's like so fucking weird and absurd and it's the kind of thing that i would never have known about yeah, I mean, I mean, the other option that we almost did was Fish Police, which I wish that we would have done because that one could have oh, been different. And a little said, more I don't know why all these shows are about cops. Yeah, right. I sent you like three different things about cops and I was like, oops. 
B, thank you for coming on the podcast this week. Uh, yeah, I had a really great time. It's very different from my normal <laughs> podcasting direction. For sure. Uh, where can people find you online and where can they check out your other show and stuff? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at B. Kelly Gorman. And you can find me on Tumblr at twinpoetry.tumblr.com. Uh, I have another podcast. It's about children's lit. I talk about Percy Jackson with my friend Zach called Radio Camp Half-Blood. You can find it on, uh, hold on, let me see if I can remember the URL. You can find it at tinyurl.com slash halfbloodpodcast, or you can just search Radio Camp Half-Blood. I'm sure you will find all of the cool stuff that comes up. Great. And me and you also did a podcast called Unfortunate Associates, where we talked about a series of unfortunate events extensively. And you know, the show is ending uh, this week, but you should go back and listen to the back catalog if you haven't before, because it's really a joy. And... um I had a really great time doing that show. I'm I'm very glad that we we ended up meeting and doing it. It was really good. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's funny because like technically you talk about kids media on the show, but it's entirely a different approach. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's less like, well, let's analyze this, and more like, well, this was fucked, huh? Right. Though sometimes we did that unfortunate associates too, <laughs> to be honest. And I'm on Twitter at StopTweetingMia. Thank you for listening to the Cynical Cartoons podcast for another week. As always, I'm your host, Mia Marchant, and I'm here if you need to talk. The case of the big chase. Officer Roadblock grabbed a squad car to stop Cuckoo before he got away. That's the barricade! And Officer Taser brought the paddy wagon to blast Cow. hyena. Cop, squad car, and paddy wagon sold separately with caps. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.